Hey everyone, welcome back to the Jamie Star Podcast. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. So today, we actually have a special treat because this is a Jamie Star Podcast first. Today, I'll be chatting with my very first athlete to ever come on the Jamie Star Podcast. She was a 2008 silver medalist with the United States Gymnastics Team at the Beijing Olympics, and now she's a journalist corresponding for some of your favorite sporting events. My guest today is Samantha Pejic. At what age did you realize, okay, this is something I want to take seriously when it comes to gymnastics? You know, people ask me that all the time. And I think I was like a little freak of nature because I watched the Olympics for the first time when I was five. And that was really when I decided that I wanted to be an Olympian. And of course, I had no idea like what that meant at the time. Um, so I think mentally, that's when I started to, to take it seriously. But in actuality, it's probably when I made the national team when I was 12. Who from the team in 2008 were you familiar with prior to getting ready for the Olympics? We actually knew each other really well because we had been on national teams together um, and we had gone to, you know, national team camps once a month for, you know, however many years we were on the national team. And most of those girls were on the national or the world championships team with me the year before. So we had a really good understanding. We were all really good friends um, before that point. What do you remember uh, from your first 24 hours at Olympic Village? Gosh, I just remember how tall the athletes were. I just remember thinking like, wow, you know, when you're like around the gymnastics world for so long, I know that I'm short, but you kind of just feel like you're normal. And then when you go and you see extra tall people, I just remember thinking, wow, these people are so tall. When you see like basketball players or like, I don't know if track people are really tall. Everyone, pretty much everyone is tall. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone is tall except the gymnast. At what point of your Olympic experience did it hit you when you realized, oh crap, I'm at the Olympics? It's a good question. Um, you know, I don't think it had ever really hit me as strange as that set that that sounds um because you're just so focused and we were training twice a day before and it it was cool to like see the other athletes, but you're just so in your own bubble that I think it wasn't until like when I came back from the States, I mean, when I came back from the Olympics or years after looking back being like, wow, I can't believe I I was there. Mm -hmm. Do you still keep in contact with anyone from your team or anyone that you met throughout your Olympic journey? If so, who? Yeah. Yeah. All of them, all of them. Um, I actually was just with Nastia this weekend and, and, um, we lived together for a year a year and a half last year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I grew up with Bridget Sloan. Um, I visited Alicia. We were Olympic. We were roommates at the Olympics. Ah. Yeah. Chelsea Mimmel just um, did a challenge for me for my company. And I sent her daughter some goodies for Christmas. That's so cool. Uh, and Sean and I keep in touch as well. So, uh, yeah, we, we all still kind of keep in touch, even though we're in different places and different you know, stages of our life. Have you gotten to meet Drew yet? I have. I have. She's so cute. She's adorable. I love her little uh, stuff on Instagram and stuff. I love the video of her talking on the phone. She's using Sean's phone and she's like having a full on conversation, like in baby talk. Do you know what video I'm talking about? Yeah. All my friends kids are so cute. (laughs) If you could have performed, uh, if you could have performed any of your teammates routines, which one would it be? 
Oh, um, hmm. That's a good question. Maybe, maybe Alicia's floor routine because it was so sassy and a little mm -hmm. bit more mature. Um, I definitely couldn't have done any of Nastia's bars or Chelsea's bars. So probably was the only one that I could probably do. <laughs> what do you miss most about gymnastics? Hmm. I miss like seeing my friends at competitions and, you know, working hard every day for a certain goal. Um, everything in the, in the business world is, you know, one step at a time, one day at a time. And it's, it's not as, um, it doesn't hit you as quickly as like competing at a beat. Mm -hmm. When did you realize you wanted to work in the journalism world? Um, my mom was in the journalism world. Ooh. So I, um, she actually used to write the magazine for USA Gymnastics. That's so cool. Director of communications. Yeah. So I grew up around it and, um, going into the USA gymnastics office and, you know, meeting my gymnastics idols growing up. So it was really cool for me to kind of watch them. And then I remember, you know, wanting my mom to do a story on me for the magazine. And she was like, I can't play favorites. Um, so when I started getting good, it was kind of the big joke that she was going to have to write a story on me now. Um, and so that was kind of always a joke. But when I started getting, you know, interviews, she would give me media training here and there. And, mm. you know, after the Olympics, having done so many, you know, interview requests and media, um, I was really comfortable with it. And I loved sharing stories. And I think now I kind of wanted to give athletes a platform uh, to share their stories. And so it's cool for me to get to know amazing athletes, but get to, getting to know them as people and, and sharing who they really are. Did your mom ever end up writing that story about you? Um, I don't think she ever like featured me, but yeah, I was, I was definitely like included because I was on teams and certain things like that. So it was always like a funny, funny joke. <laughs> when broadcasting at gymnastics, um, events, do you feel relaxed since you're not the one up there being assessed and stuff? Do you look, or are you like, oh, thank God that's not me? Or are you like, oh, I miss it? Um, I would say like ne neither of those. Like oh. I'm such a fan now. I don't wish that I was still doing gymnastics. Um, but I'm not happy that I'm not doing gymnastics, if that makes sense. But I'm kind of like, I feel like the ultimate fan, you know, when you get to know these girls, especially when they're seniors now, even though I didn't know them as an athlete when I was an athlete I feel like I followed their career so no matter like which team they're on I feel like I'm rooting for them so I always feel like I'm like tightening my stomach and like kind of rooting for them in my yeah. head in sense so um it's kind of fun for me to you know root for just the overall gymnast so to speak yeah what was the inspiration behind your podcast you know um I was getting really pushed to do it. And I'm like, you know what? I don't know what I would even like talk about. And so I just had a bunch of conversations I'm like, you know what? I think the coolest thing about me is that I have really cool friends. And so it kind of just spiraled into that. Um, and so it's been really fun for me to work with people that I'm close with and friends with and um, share their stories and, and their kind of quote unquote genius, whether mm -hmm. it's in the athletic world or the business world or the health and wellness world. So, um, and it's fun for me. Do you maybe want to expand your broadcasting career in the future and do different things in the broadcasting world? If so, what would you like to do? 
I, I've done sideline for football. Um, so that was fun and a completely new experience. Um, but yeah, I, I love kind of doing, um, hosting. Yeah. So doing more of like a hosting role rather than being an analyst, I think would be really awesome. Like an anchor kind of thing. Yeah. 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 How much, how much about, did you know about football before uh, doing reporting for football? Because if I were to go into doing a football report, I'd be like, uh, I I've done football reporting and I'm like, uh, you can take this. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm a, I'm a big football fan, so I have a definite, like, good base of knowledge. But for me, it was kind of just tough switching from being an analyst to the sideline role. Mm-hmm. And um, I feel like sideline is the toughest job to do because you don't get that much time and it's hard to do a really good job. And it's very easy. It to is. Do a good job. Oh, it is. I totally know it. I've been there. I've done that. When I was in high school, I had to do a sideline crowd reporting for my high school state championship football game. Yeah. And I was constantly running up and down the stairs of a stadium interviewing people. It's like, you have to come up with questions on the spot. Like, did you think of questions in advance to ask the the people when you sideline reported or did you like come up with them on the spot? So uh, the way we did it with the network was I came in with like, you know, 20, 30 storylines of the guys on the team, but you just never know what happens during the game. So you have to adjust depending on, you know, who's playing. Did someone get hurt? Do you need to do an injury report? Um, You know, all of, all of those things. So yeah, I I would say I come in with like a good amount of baseline knowledge of, of the guys and what we're going to talk about, but you just never know where it's going to go. Oh, exactly. You never know where you're going to get sent or how the everything it's very unpredictable. Just in general, with like, especially when it comes to reporting sports, I've learned that it's become very unpredictable. Yes. And it's like hard to plan for what you want to talk about because you don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. So funny questions. Out of all of the contacts in your phone, how many phone numbers do you actually have memorized? Um, probably two. (laughs) (laughs) What cartoon character do you think you relate to the most? Um, okay, so this is embarrassing, but I don't watch cartoons, and I never really watched cartoons, so I don't have an answer for you. Or a TV character. Oh, a TV character. What TV character do you relate to Mm -hmm. the most? Someone was just telling me the other day, I'm so-and-so, but... My sister always made, my sister, she's my younger sister. She's really funny. She, she thinks that she's David and that I'm Alexis from Shit's Creek. So, I haven't watched it yet. It's on my list of oh, things to watch. It's really funny. I don't really feel like I'm Alexis, but um, in, in my family, she like thinks that. But I'm trying to think of what else, what other TV shows I watch. I feel like I've been watching so much TV lately just with the pandemic that it's all running together. Oh, yeah. What is your guilty pleasure? Hmm. I would say just singing in my car. Oh, me too. I was just singing in my car on my way home from school. Yeah, I feel like it's so therapeutic and it's, you know, people don't talk about it enough and I probably wouldn't do it if anybody else was in my car, but there's something about like going on a nice drive and just singing it out. (laughs) Like, what do you like to listen to in the car? It, I, like, have the most amount of range, like, 
country, yeah, tropical house, nineties, Spice Girls, you know, everything. Mm-hmm. I went from listening to I Want Candy to listening to the hairspray soundtrack in the course of yeah. like two minutes. That's that's exactly me. Who is your celebrity crush? Oh. Hmm. Probably Eric Decker, but he's taken uh, as kids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've watched their reality show. I've, I follow Jesse on Instagram, and they have really cute kids. Oh, my gosh. They're so cute. Yeah, or Jimmy Garoppolo. He's pretty hot, too. Yeah, Vivian and Forrest look just like Eric and Mini Eric doesn't look like any of them. Poor, poor, poor Bubby. I know. He looks nothing like them. Maybe when he grows up, he will. Yeah, he's like the blonde head stepchild. I know, but he's so cute. He's adorable. He's so cute. But so is Forrest is cute too. Vivi's cute too. She's like literally a mini Jessie. Yeah, she is. She's so cute. She's adorable. What's your favorite junk food? Hmm. I feel like it changes a lot, but um, I've been on an M&M kick lately. Though that's my favorite candy of all time. Really, I I definitely like switch it up all the time. But that's I just had M&Ms for lunch. <laughs> Have you tried the different flavored M&Ms yet? No, are they good? I'm too scared to try them. But oh. there's like the pretzel ones. There's like the mint ones. There's the caramel. Ones. There's oh, so yes. many different yes, ones. I've tried some of those. They're good. Yeah, I want to try the fudge brownie ones, but I think they're going to be too sweet. Yeah, I haven't tried those yet. Or the M&M chocolate bar. Have you ever had an M&M chocolate bar? No. It's so... Do you like really sweet food? No. Then you won't like it. It's pure... Like, I took one bite of it, and I'm like, this is... I like sweet stuff, but this is too sweet for me. Yeah. It's really sweet and really just like, you want to throw it out this after you take a bite. The same thing with the Lady Gaga Oreos. They're not... Okay. They're not. People have been sending them to me, but I haven't tried them yet. They taste like buttercream frosting, but like a lot, like an entire bag. Like if you were to take an entire bag full of buttercream frosting and put it down your throat, that's what Lady Gaga uh, Oreos taste like. I wouldn't like it. Where do you see yourself by the end of this decade? Oh, gosh. I don't even know where I see myself at the end of this year. I mean, who would have thought we had a pandemic? So. Uh Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I have no idea. I'm hoping that, you know, my businesses are flourishing. I'll have a family, a house, and, you know, kind of roots planted somewhere. Hopefully. Let's, I hope this pandemic comes to an end soon. Me too. I just want to go back to somewhat. I want to go to, there's supposed to be a gymnastics, like, tour coming here to Detroit. Once again, I've been speaking with Samantha Pezik from the 2008 Beijing Olympic Gymnastics Team. I will see you all in my next episode where I'm talking to dancer and social media influencer Taylor Saxelby.